It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. Murray right, gets inside, back to Jokic, shot clock winding down. Jokic has to put it up. High on three, oh, he knocks it down! Stepping backwards, falling backwards, and the shot clock expiring. Murray looks up at the shot clock. Jokic comes up to set a screen. On the switch, Jokic has Schroeder on him. Davis looking to help. Shot clock at four. Jokic has to put it up. Falling away, puts it up. Bang! Nikola Jokic! No, but, you know what? I'm going to take that's my signature shot. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, that's why he's called the Joker, right there, Sam? That's I'm, right. Not because he was joking, but because he was making those kind of shots. That's right. This is Team Talk. I'm Joe Neal. That's Sam Hauser. We're here till 6.15, and then we go to Miami for coverage of Game 4, NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Heat trying to sweep the Celtics out of the playoffs. Boston looking for redemption and a chance to get it back to Beantown after a letdown performance, to say the least, in Game 3. Again, we'll have that game for you. Tip off at around 6.30. Let's dive into last night's game because I got a lot to say. You do? I got a lot to say, all right? Jokic... Like, that shot he made that they thought originally was a two, and then they looked at it on replay, and it was, like, easily a three. It's, like, it's going to go, like, down as one of the great shots in NBA playoff history, especially what was on the line. It wasn't a desperation shot in the middle of the second quarter. I mean, every bucket down the stretch meant so much to both teams. By the way... It wasn't as exciting as the one that we were just talking about, but Jokic made the game winner. He made the most important bucket with 51 seconds left in traffic. Probably should have been a three-point play. Schroeder kind of like had his el- uh, shoulder in there. Don't tell me it would could have been an offensive foul. No, you ain't going to get that. But he splits Schroeder and he splits Anthony Davis makes the 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 bucket to go up by two points 113 to 111 and then from that point on it looked to me that neither team had ever really had much experience with the 24 second shot clock sam i I mean come on Uh, it was bad i i'm gonna tell you i know we got lebron might be retiring in the nuggets it's their first trip to the all these things out there but we've got to dissect those final 51 seconds after Jokic makes the bucket to put the nuggets up by two all right that possession there by the lakers Literally, you know, with 51 seconds, that's eternity. Two-point deficit in the NBA, 51 seconds, man. It's one of those times where I tell my wife, hey, I'm just going to watch the last 51 seconds, and then she comes into the room 25 minutes later and says, you know, you're still watching the last 51 seconds? And I'm like, yeah, and it might go into overtime. Hey, but, I don't control the clock. Yeah, so, so the Lakers and, you know, have one of the worst possessions in the history of mankind. It, you know, first of all, they roll the ball, you know, down the court, and Van Gundy is like, 
they got to do something about this. You know, one of these days they're going to do this and it's going to become like a full time out the way that this bald is just sitting there in the court. But that's beside the point. Once they finally picked it up, they, uh, they, they basically settled for they needed to call a timeout. They it was inside four seconds on the shot clock there. So now we're getting around thirty seconds in the game. Van Gun- Gundy is like, what are they doing? This is a, a two for one opportunity, Easy. man. I mean, uh, you, you know, you by running it down, you run the risk that if unless you foul, you're not going to touch the ball again at the end of the game. Okay, we're going to get to that in a second. But anyway, uh, they they work the ball. It goes out of bounds. Darvin Ham has to call a timeout. There's still four seconds on the shot clock and about 30 seconds in the game. So it goes from 51 down to about 32. And then the play that the, you know, like Mark Jackson's like, you got to watch LeBron around the elbow here. He beat me one year when I was coaching and all this. What do they get? They get a shot from LeBron like that was a fadeaway from like just inside the baseline that hits the side of the backboard. The degree of difficulty. Is that the play that Darvin Ham drew up in the huddle? Uh, so, I mean, anyway, so I'm just getting started here. So <laughs> they they get this horrible shot with so much on the line. By the way, the the Lakers did not roll over, you know, and I didn't think they would. Uh, they did not roll over. They they're pros, and they approached last night's game all the way to the final buzzer as pros. But getting back to this whole shot clock thing, it, you, the final possession there, uh, the second-to-last possession, they come out of a timeout and just get an abysmal shot attempt by LeBron James. It was like, it, he's got to realize he's not Jokic, okay, trying to make those off-balance fadeaways, all right? So then Denver gets the ball, and there's like 27 seconds left in the game, up to... And the Lakers choose not to foul because we do know that in the NBA, if you get a rebound, you can advance it. Well, you don't always know if you're going to get the rebound. So you don't even know if you're going to be able to advance it. So in a perfect world, if they take that shot clock down to inside two seconds and they shoot the ball, by the time it's tapped around and stuff, the buzzer could be over and that's it. Uh, And if you are lucky, which the Lakers were, by Jamal Murray... Taking a shot with still five seconds left on the shot clock, I just am like they, they they paid no attention to the twenty four seconds, and it did not come back to bite the Nuggets. That shot that Jamal Murray ta- took, which like inexplicably took, uh, and then um, you know he takes it, and then the Lakers do call timeout, uh, advance the ball, and we saw what happened. Who can fault LeBron? You know, he put his head down and like Denver was all over him and the refs were staring right there and it easily could have been a jump ball. I mean, as it turned out, you know, LeBron had no leverage on the shot. and He just kind of threw it up there and he quickly kind of looked like he was like, where's the foul? And then he's like, you know, I don't need to complain about that. There was no foul. Game over. But, uh, you know, I will say this on that replay. I showed it to you right here in front of me, you Sam. You did? You did? Anthony Davis was not just open. I mean, like, there was nobody even in the same area code of him. And had LeBron, 
I know the play was drawn up for him to take the ball to the basket, maybe get fouled, maybe get a three-point play, maybe get a bucket. But at the same time, when everything is so collapsed on him, doesn't he have to be aware of a driving kick when you've got Anthony Davis? Granted, Davis was standing outside the three-point line, but if LeBron threw it to him, he easily could have moved towards the pass, caught it, shot the ball, and had a much better look than LeBron James. So, okay. Got that off my chest. I mean, that whole sequence from when Jokic makes the bucket with 51 seconds, put the nugs up by two till the very end, I'm second-guessing all over the place. You're getting into the self-awareness, though, or or starting to have the conversation about the self-awareness of somebody of that magnitude, which we know is always a a, a layered conversation. It was so timely after the game. Somebody uh, on social media posted a video afterwards of... Uh, would have been probably they said it was the anniversary 10, 11, 12 years ago whatever it was when LeBron was in Miami a playoff series against the Pacers at the very end where the Heat ran that exact same play and you see how quickly he gets to the basket we're, we're going to have time because there's going to be at least a week between the uh, assuming the series ends tonight there's going to be at least a week until the final so we're going to have time for well the final starts next Wednesday right okay so, so well, yeah so we, we're, so we're going to have time for some of the other for some of what was said in the sure. post game last night but what what it showed is, you know, to your point, he's putting up this off-balance three LeBron in the corner. He takes that last shot at the end. When he's smothered. When, it, when he's smothered because in his head, he's in his head he's making that shot it, because in his head he's made that shot. Well, it, and, and it's not a defense of him. It, 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 uh, I, no, and I admire his willingness to take that shot. But I also am aware that he's played in the league for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Right? How, long, how long is LeBron? Yeah, 20 years. Okay, okay. And he knows what, like, basketball is all about. And he ha- how many did he end up in the game? He was, like, on pace to get 40. I, you know, I, I mean, yeah. n- how many did he yeah, end up? He had four points. Then. He played uh, 24. He played all 24 in the first half, and he had about 30 points at halftime. Right. And it, what did he end up with? And then I th- he finished with... I want to say he finished with about forty, with about forty okay. and change here. Uh, he, fin- yeah, he finished with forty even. Okay, so and then like he was sneaking up on a triple double even too. Right. So like, had he when he was being surrounded by three humongous humans beings, had, had like simply kicked it to his teammate. Anthony, this isn't like you know some uh, you know. I, this is Anthony Davis that I I showed you the replay. You, you saw how wide open. If if LeBron takes it like that, draws three people on him, and he kicks it to Anthony Davis, nobody's going to say that you know uh, LeBron is uh, you know chicken to take the final shot. The the game, the the body of work he had was such that. He wasn't going to come out there in any way as as a like as a, as the goat, and I'm talking about goat in the old uh, definition. I'm of not goat. so sure about that. I am the way that we're talking about one team that lost versus the other team that won. LeBron is, and he and and it's a product of how he's been covered since he was 16 years old. He's one of the more self uh, he's one of the more maybe not self-conscious but he's aware of how he's perceived and he cares about how he's perceived if he doesn't take the shot no matter what team he's on no matter how old he is if he doesn't take the shot he's going to be the Sam, center of we're attention. not talking about him like standing outside the three-point line with an open look and then him passing it he had no room to breathe much less get a shot off you saw what happened on that shot there was like 
four sets of hands on the ball. He was coming up with, oh, with uh, Aaron Gordon like getting ready to pin that thing, like uh, you know, squash it on the backboard. Uh, you know, had he just kicked it, uh, I think he would have been uh, acclaimed for his awareness uh, in that case because people can see with their their own eyes how he was like trying to make things happen throughout the game including the the second to last possession where they set up a play for him out of the timeout and he's like coming you know and, and that's another thing normally people don't shoot well when they're on their weak side so like for him to to be, you know, on that left side and then still figure out a way to, to catch it and contort his body to get off a high percentage shot. I think the odds were really not in his favor. That's where you, you know, like you, if you're going to like talk about second guessing Darvin Ham, that, that play with four seconds left, I, I think was a disappointment. Um, so anyway, we could go back and forth, but I'm not I'm, even second guessing Darvin Ham because I would be surprised if Darvin Ham had had a word to say about what that play was. So you're thinking like LeBron's got the chalkboard in the huddle with the uh, well, that's why Anthony Davis. That's why there's the whiteboard with the you know the right sharpie or whatever they're using and uh, all that the magic marker and here's what we're gonna do, guys. That's why nobody's within ten feet of Anthony Davis because the entire planet knows where that ball's going. Well, that's why they should have had a plan B. In an ideal world, I'm with you. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to defend LeBron today. I'm with you. In an ideal world, that's how that would go. But for the guy who's been compared to Michael Jordan again since he was 16 years old, he in his you know head, what? I'm in his head, I'm always going to take that shot whether it goes in or not because I can't be the one to have somebody else miss that okay, shot. Okay, I'm glad you went there. Michael Jordan didn't always do that. Okay, have you ever seen the highlight they show at nauseum about Steve Kerr making that big bucket as a result of Jordan kicking it to him? Now, I'm not saying Anthony Davis is the shooter that Steve Kerr was, but the last like shot attempt that Anthony Davis had had from like between... 14 and 16 feet was all net. He had just made like four consecutive free throws, and he could have scooted in. I mean, he he has made a number of three. He was kind of on a roll. He did not have a good game offensively, but he was kind of on a roll and probably had a little bit of confidence. So I'm just saying, you know, just look, I'm telling people out there, look at how wide open. No, Anthony Davis wasn't right underneath the basket, but I will tell you, he had way more room than what LeBron had, and I'm just saying, you know, I, I think I would have been praising LeBron to death today about his game and about his decision-making had he kicked it. Okay, In a scenario where it wasn't a closeout game, I think what you're, play, what you're painting happens. If it's not, if it's game three, if it's, you know, if, if the Lakers had won earlier on, if it's not in a, a, a game where this is the last shot of the season, I think exactly well, I think what you're playing out probably happens. I, I, I don't think, you, you know, Again, it's, it's, it's its own it game. Matter. There's this I, many seconds I, I, on I the clock. Uh, you played this many minutes to try to win the game, whether it is the deciding game or the first game or an exhibition game or a preseason game is what they call it. I, I just think that, it's a basketball play for him to kick it. Okay. Well, the guy that made the basketball play was, and I know we're going to move off of this, but the guy that made the basketball play was uh, was was Murray, you know, who's half the size, and he got two hands on the ball. 
Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it could have been a jump ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, in, in other games, but they let it play on. And like I said, you got Aaron Gordon, like, there licking his chops, like, you know, coming over to help, like, just ready to just say, this ball has no chance of getting past my hand uh, and that backboard and the squash factor. So what about my whole theory on these teams not really looking like they understood the 24-second clock very well there in that final 51 seconds, Sam. I mean, come on. That's, it's it's all emotion. It's all emotion at that point. Again, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's everything that's going on on the Lakers' side. You know, we got this far for nothing. Uh, the Nuggets are about to win their first-ever conference final. Jamal Murray wants to play hero ball. Again, it's not a defensive anybody because it, it would look bad, and I'm sure it's being talked about in film session Today and 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 for Denver side of it, being, until the finals is being talked about, there was a moment that you tipped me off to this a while back earlier in the college basketball season. There were a few moments towards the end of that game where something would happen, and the first thing that my eye sees is Michael Malone looking over at his assistants like he's about to stare at him, like a laser is about to go through their chest. So there's going to be a few of those. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, and you know, I mean, like. That one I don't think was on the assistant in that case. It was like Jamal Murray not really being aware of what the shot clock was, which there's really no excuse for that time and score and all that. So what about the previous possession where the Lakers, t- you know, they're down two, Jokic makes the bucket, put them up 113 to 111, and the Lakers basically take the shot clock down to, to zero on that possession, not you know, um, taking advantage of a two-for-one opportunity, as Jeff Van Gundy mentioned during the possession, that whole thing, that whole sequence, uh, that's X's and O's, man. I, I mean, that is X's and O's. It seemed like it, it, anything can happen at that point because it could be a shot for your season. It did seem like the Lakers had this sense about them that everything that had got them to this point, when you go back to the first series and even a little bit against Golden State, where every night it was some dude having his moment. If it was Reeves or Hachimura or D'Angelo Russell, it seemed like those guys felt it, that that was gone. And we need to just one shot and see what happens. And that's why I say there was one place that ball was going. In an ideal world... In a in a place where Darvin you're talking Ham, about the second to last possession, and yeah, in a, okay. in, a, in, a, in a scenario where Darvin Ham could call timeout and freeze time, and he could tell everybody, okay, everybody, just take a deep breath here. Maybe it goes differently, but it just that that was the sense that I got from well, the Lakers was that they knew that their luck had run out. Okay, but the the reason that he called timeout with four seconds to go there in that second to last possession. It's because you have to. No, because there was chaos. The, the ball got deflected and went out of bounds. I mean, it was like disorganized chaos. Yeah, the whole possession was bad. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's like the critical pose- possession when the game is on the line. And and in a possession for a professional at the, for a professional team that is like Something they 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 face all the time in these games. It was just chaos. Uh, that's why I'm like honed in on these last 51 seconds. Not taking anything away from the Nuggets sweeping them, and also hey, give the the Lakers credit uh, for getting there. And and had the Lakers even won the game, 
they weren't going to win two out of the next three in Denver and whatever. It was just going to like stretch the the playoffs out a right. little bit more, right? Uh, which I would have liked. But again, this has nothing to do with that. It just is was bizarre to me, and I think. It, the way they scrutinize college games and the last minute of college games, th- this would have been a big topic of discussion. And for whatever reason, it wasn't. And um, well, it would have been had the Nuggets lost. Had for the Nuggets sure, lost, it would have been. been like the the not yeah. Now the Lakers, they would have gotten by with their like second to last possession had they ended up winning on you know some sort of a, a three pointer there at the end of regulation had that happened then Jamal Murray would have been the scapegoat no doubt about it like hey dude you know first of all i was shocked that the lakers didn't foul when there was so few second differential between the game clock and the the shot clock okay uh and denver was kind of lucky that that wasn't happening and then Jamal Murray would have been the scapegoat uh, shooting the ball was still five seconds on the shot clock there, and giving the Lakers, you know, ample time to to get the rebound, get the the ball advanced, and theoretically um, enough time to get a really good shot. And instead, Jamal Murray gets Conference Finals MVP wearing a hat that looked like nobody on Denver had ever seen what a Conference Final, never even imagined what a Conference Final hat would look like before. So, I, you see, you you're now you're enlightening me. Jokic didn't win the MVP of the series. Jamal Murray did. Oh, no, excuse me. Jamal Murray was wearing the hat. Jokic okay, did. Okay, yeah. okay. Jokic won conference finals MVP, but you know they do the interview with Jamal Murray, and he and he's he's rocking this thing like it's the coolest hat on the planet, and it just looked like they drew it while Darvin Ham called that timeout. Oh, well, I, I, I haven't seen it. We'll, I'll give you my opinion on that later, uh, but... Like I, I'm just I had to get that off my chest. It took me 23 uh, minutes to do it, uh, and we're now ready to to go to a break. Um, and when we come back, uh, big news uh, regarding the um, Michael Peak situation and uh, whether the Bernalillo County District Attorney's Office is going to take action against Peak and the other New Mexico State players and coaches. Uh, that were involved in uh, maybe not cooperating with the police, if you want to just leave it at that. Anyway, Colin Deaver with KTSM El Paso's all over the story. When we come back, we'll talk to him. You're listening to Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team.